When someone asks you about your business, do you and your salespeople have a clear and compelling message to share with the listener? Today's guest, Jim Carr, believes that learning how to manage your message can be critical to your success. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Rampeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know something? Words matter, and how you tell your story and the words that you choose can have a tremendous impact on your sales. And my guest, Jim Carr, is going to talk about that. But before he does, I want to talk about him. This guy has done a little bit of everything. He's been a banker. He's been a teacher. He's been a consultant. He's owned his own business. He has worked with companies of all sizes. And today he guides business professionals, teams, and organizations to stand out through their messaging. And so I'm ready for the conversation. I hope you are. Jim, welcome to the show. Lorraine, thank you. This is a great pleasure to be here. Jim, I was so intrigued when I was flipping through your website and you were talking about creating messages that you turned into a business advantage. What does that really mean? The whole notion of your message, your value proposition, the things that are important that people should know about your business is this grand chasm, Lorraine. And I'll give you just one data point to illustrate something that your listeners probably feel in their guts and see in their own businesses on a regular basis. There was a survey of a group of professional business-to-business salespeople, really executive level, and they are selling higher value solutions, expensive products, that sort of thing. They know what they're doing, and they're very professional about it. And they were asked two questions on the same scale of confidence, from one to 10, one meaning not at all confident, 10 meaning highly confident. The first is they said, how confident are you in the value of the solutions that you offer? And the average was... Uh, just over eight, 8.1, which makes sense. You know, these days, um, if you're not good, uh, if your product or service doesn't deliver, you'll be found out pretty quickly. So that was very solid. But they also asked these same people, how confident are you in the messaging behind that? In other words, knowing what to say. And there it was 3.9 on that same scale. So oh my goodness. yeah, but whether you're an entrepreneur, you have a small business and almost regardless of industry, what I find is that People have a great sense and a great confidence in what they want to say and the value of what they offer, but they get stuck and they lack confidence in knowing how to talk about it in some of the more everyday conversations around the business. Before we started recording, we were talking about the fact that so much of your business and your business growth really comes from those informal conversations offline, not what's in your advertising or what's in your email, but what happens over a cup of coffee or in a meeting. So how do you raise the confidence level of salespeople? How do you prepare them to really create those consistent business messages. Sure. And the good news, Lorraine, is that this is a solvable business problem. And like so many of the other solvable business problems that your listeners that deal with on a, on a regular basis and that your clients deal with as well. So I've spent some time not only working in with client organizations and speaking to different groups, but also thinking through my own experience and examining what are the businesses, regardless of size. And, and I've worked with 
all the way from nonprofits to associations to small businesses to Fortune 500 companies. And think of what's it like when they tend to be on the same page. So the very things that you talked about a moment ago, the what's on their website, their slogans, their value propositions, how well does that match the way that people talk about the business? Do they seem to kind of have it together, be on the same page, even if not perfectly? And that's a growth driver. And what I've come to see is that it's really a, an overlap of three different areas. And this is all pretty basic, Lorraine. The first is the message itself. So make, making sure that the message is conversational and clear and brief and shareable. So it's not kind of caught up in industry lingo and you're not talking about your world-class disruptive platform and blah, 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 things like that, that people don't really believe and they don't find it memorable or resonant. So make sure that the message is something that could play into conversation that's actually interesting. The second are, are the messengers themselves. Uh, Lorraine, I think I have heard you describe yourself as a confirmed extrovert. Is that right? Oh, I am definitively an extrovert. I find my <laughs> energy from conversations and from being around people. And that's wonderful, especially in what you do. It's also not typical, right? So most people would not put themselves as extroverts. And then you've got folks that are more the introverted side. And most of us, frankly, are somewhere in the middle. But a lot of us doubt our own capacity to be not only good conversationalists ourselves, but certainly to be able to coach or model that for the people in our business. The great news there uh, for everyone, and this is some research that's just come out in the last few years, is we found, for example, that extroverts are not the best salespeople. They're not the most persuasive people naturally. Um, and they are no better than introverts. And in fact, the people in the middle who may be called ambiverts, I call them the nimble majority. They're actually naturally wired best for conversation. So we don't really have to, tr to, to trick ourselves or to change ourselves or the people in the business in order for people to be comfortable and ready to take part in those conversations. I have definitely seen that with as I was going through sales training a few years ago, I really thought my being an extrovert and being able to carry on a conversation was going to be an asset. And what I found was extroverts are very comfortable at talking. They're not always really good at listening. And so a good salesperson actually needs to learn how to do the other learns how to ask the questions that gets the other person to talk. So I'm not surprised that the data supports that idea that the people in the middle who can play both sides of that are probably better at sales than I am. And, and you never know, because again, we don't have to change ourselves. We simply need to play to our strengths. But you're exactly right about the the role of extroverts versus introverts, kind of where they get their energy and and how they're well-equipped. We find that conversations, whether they be selling conversations or job interviews, whatever, they, they tend to be best when there's a balance between talking and listening and it, and it follows a more conversational format. It's one of the reasons that podcasts work well. So message and messengers are two parts of what I consider to be a three-legged stool. The third piece is management or really management habits to think of how do you get this to be not just a campaign or promotion or kind of a thing to do to get ourselves better, but actually a long-term improvement in how people in the business talk about it. 
And so that means being intentional about how people are trained, how it's socialized, coaching, how people are onboarded, refreshing those stories on a regular basis, and listening to our customers, make sure we're picking up their language as well. So it's really um, looking at this through the prism of, of, is our message shareable? Are our messengers comfortable and equipped and supported? And are we following the right habits so that this stays fresh and, and relevant in ways that people would be interested in in the first place? Messages, messenger, and habits. That can be a lot to juggle. And I imagine as you're working with companies, you find organizations that are good at one of those things, but maybe not the other. It does tend to be that way. And I think conceptually, Lorraine, you could say, okay, yeah, yeah, Jim, this makes makes sense. But this seems like a pretty big issue, right? So where would I start? And I, I think of it this way, if it's a three-legged stool, if you had an actual physical a three-legged stool and one leg was shorter or weaker than the others, then it's going to fall and then fail in the direction of the weakness. So uh, I found three uh, very briefly, they are, are symptoms, if you will, of where you might begin in your own business to look at it. So I call them the three C's, uh, commodity, crickets, and cowboys. So commodity is basically your message is like everyone else's. You know, then it sounds like your mission statement or maybe you're talking about your commitment to excellence or things like that, but it just isn't distinctive. So if you sound like everybody else, then that's a message issue to deal with. Crickets, I grew up in the South, Lorraine. So, you know, the crickets would be chirping in the early evening because nothing else was going on. If the crickets are chirping in your business, it's hard to either find net new customers or hard to expand business with your current customers. Then that's probably a messenger issue. In other words, you don't have enough people helping share the message uh, and being equipped to do so. And oftentimes for small businesses, entrepreneurs, they're taking it all on themselves. And it's hard to do that with just one voice. And the third is cowboys, meaning people are doing it themselves. It's that cowboy mentality of autonomy, which is great, but that's a consistency problem. And that's an, a management issue. People are telling their own stories. If everyone has their own version of the truth, then you tend to be less believable as an organization and you can't scale on inconsistency. So you need to have some intentionality. Um, I like work with a playbook mentality or, or basically some sort of structure so that everyone has a place to go to is here's how we should talk about our business and, uh, and create those great conversations together. Awesome. Jim, I cannot believe how fast the time has gone by and how much really good information you have managed to cram into a short 10-minute conversation. Well, thank you. It is. There's a lot to talk about, but this is a pretty simple fundamental issue. And if there's any one small quick tip I would give to your listeners, the business owners, is think of one conversation that's really important to you. And it could be with your sales team. It could be with maintenance, delivery, customer service, your call center, who knows, but think of one conversation and just think of, do the people leading that conversation know what to say? Do they feel equipped? Do they feel confident? Do they know how to tell a story? And then tackle that one first, see how it works for your business. Fantastic. Jim, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. My pleasure, Lorraine. Thank you for all you're doing. We will have a link to your website from the show notes, and people should know that you are available for speaking, that you've got your own podcast called Manage the Message, so if they want to know more about 
particularly this topic, I think they should drop in on that podcast after they're done listening to our episode. Absolutely. Binge listen to more than a few words if you need getting caught up, but uh, come on over to the Manage Your Message podcast. I'm sure they'll enjoy the visit. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about marketing for small business, be sure to drop by our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.